name is Tori Villarreal, and in today's podcast, we will talk about how we as students can engage with our campus and our community in a way that brings feminism closer for everyone. I'm a student at Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi, and was able to attend a film screening titled No Mas Bebes, a documentary directed by Rene Tajima Peña. In the late 1960s, early 1970s, Mexican immigrant women were undergoing forced sterilizations at USC Medical Center in Los Angeles. I will address how the medical staff treated these women, how their husbands reacted to their forced sterilizations, and lastly, how the judicial system handled their legal case. These sterilizations against Mexican immigrant women was an attempt to put a stop to population growth. The goal was to limit the amount of children born to Mexican families. Mexican families at this time were seen as inferior, they were belittled, their concerns were not taken seriously as they were in poor neighborhoods, and due to them being seen as unequal, they were given unequal treatment within hospitals. They were seen as a race that just keeps producing. As women were coming into the hospital to give birth, 90% of them were from rural areas. They only spoke Spanish, creating a language barrier with the medical staff. Many of the medical staff did not attempt to translate correctly the message they were trying to convey. As these women were in the midst of labor, nurses would come up to the mothers, asking them to sign a document consenting to an emergency C-section. Some of these women don't even remember consenting or signing a physical piece of paper. Mind you, these women don't speak English. Some women thought that they were getting their tubes tied and that there was a chance for them to have kids later. One woman, one woman even thought the translation given from a nurse was the cleaning of a uterus. In the middle of agonizing labor pains, doctors would tell these mothers if they did not sign the documents, their baby could die. Most mothers left the hospital not knowing a tubal ligation had been performed on them. Those women who found out about the sterilization often lacked support from their husbands. Some of these mothers felt as if they were no longer women because they were no longer able to produce children. These women feared their husbands would leave them. One man even referred to his wife as a sterile horse. And it's important to understand that these women were taught, they were raised to be mothers, that their greatest achievement in life was to have a family. And to their husbands, they were a disappointment. Although this choice was not theirs, they were a disappointment to the role that they were supposed to play. Another scholar and activist that I want to acknowledge is Bell Hooks. In her book, Feminism is for Everybody, she touches on the issue of reproductive rights. And on page 27, she wrote, It directly challenged the notion that a woman's reason for existence was to bear children. And she goes on to continue on the page. The long-range medical problems from cesareans and hysterectomies were not juicy subjects for mass media. They actually called attention to a capitalist, patriarchal, male-dominated medical system that controlled women's bodies and did with them anything they wanted to. This ties into the issue of male doctors controlling these Mexican immigrant women in their most vulnerable state as they're enduring painful labor. These patriarchal views are not only in the hospital, but they're still there whenever they return back home to their husbands. It seems that men have control over the lives and the roles that women have. Antonia Hernandez is the attorney who helped these women build a case under Roe versus Wade. 
At this time, the emergence of the civil rights movement was beginning. This created a perfect time to redefine reproductive politics in the 1970s. Hernandez was able to get 10 women who underwent forced sterilizations to sign on as plaintiffs and argued that the civil rights of women was violated under Roe versus Wade, women having individual rights to procreate. One of the plaintiffs, Maria Figueroa, spoke about her experience with her husband reacting to her tubal ligation. Her and many other women were suffering post-traumatic stress disorder, but her husband had no empathy. Her husband was only concerned with what she could provide. Her husband came from a big family and didn't allow Maria to do any interviews or speak on the plaintiff. She went to the hearing, but never got the chance to testify due to her husband. Another great scholar that touches on this issue is Gloria Ansaldúa. In her book, Borderlands La Frontera, The New Mestiza, she speaks on cultural tyranny and how it is created by those in power, that being men. Men make the rules and women act on it and pass it on to their children. She brings attention to the issue of patriarchy within Mexican culture and within households. On page 17, she writes, The culture and the church insist that women are subservient to males. If a woman rebels, she is a mujer mala, meaning a bad woman. I think it's important to understand in that quote that if a woman rebels, meaning if she does anything that upsets a man, then she is rebelling. If a woman is to take charge of her body, of her own opinions, of her own rights, she is seen as a rebellious woman who is bad. And in this case, it's seen as these women undergo sterilizations, their husbands are disgusted. They see their wives as useless. They offer no children for their lineage to continue. These women, like Maria, have been raised to be mothers and produce children for their husbands. Their life revolves around their husband and their children and fulfilling household chores like cleaning, cooking. They're experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder from a forced sterilization and their husbands are not supportive. They think less of their wives. Maria continues to speak on how she became depressed and even contemplated suicide. She climbed a fence that was over a busy LA highway. Fortunately, she was talked down by a stranger, but Maria is an example of what many immigrant women were enduring in their household following their sterilization. With, within both American and Mexican culture, men have belittled women's rights and concerns. No doctor wanted to testify against the hospital for the fear of losing their license. Although Hernandez and the 10 plaintiffs lost the case, the women recount feeling as if the judge said to them, get out, you're Mexican, what did you think was going to happen? And I think this brings an important analysis of what these Mexican immigrant women saw. They saw the judicial system as someone who was against them. They saw the medical staff as someone who was against them. Even their own husbands did not support them. These women had no within their country to be on their side. Their feelings were constantly unvalidated and seen as wrong. Throughout the case, their experiences were seen as too emotional or that they were not aware of 
what actually happened. And the positive outcome that came out of it all was that it was instituted that there would be bilingual papers and counselors at county hospitals. I think overall, this film, No Mas Bebes, it was a brilliant move to showcase it on campus. I think each student and each person in the room was able to relate to an experience that someone spoke about. I felt a greater sense of community leaving the room. I felt that overall we learned from the film the importance that as the new generation, as the new group of youth, we are the ones to make a change and create equality for everyone. No matter whether you're an immigrant, no matter male or female, that we need to even the spectrum for everyone. And I feel like this film allowed everyone in that room to take away something. And my only like critique is that I wish this film was easily accessible, you know, to be shown to like someone else. And I think this film should be shown annually. It had a lot of key moments that represent the importance of feminism within the community. It sheds light on the problems that still continue to this day culturally in our society. And I hope you enjoyed my podcast and I hope you took away something and thank you for listening.